Mindfulness Mode 188. I begin to say, I am happy, I am healthy, I am whole. And I just kept saying that, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm whole. Hey, Mindful Tribe, so good to have you with us here in Mindfulness Mode. I'm Bruce Langford, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach. Last time I featured a chronic pain specialist who firmly believes mindfulness is a powerful and effective way to deal with pain. Dr. Joe Tata shares incredible insight into your ability to deal with your pain. Check out episode 187 if you haven't had a chance. Oh, And I encourage you to join my Facebook group called Mindfulness Mode Group. It would be great to see you there. So just check it out, Mindfulness Mode Group. Today, I'm featuring a gentleman from Mississippi who went through a major life challenge but survived it by using mindfulness tools, even when he felt lost, even when he was out of ideas. Sit back relax and learn from today's episode okay mindful tribe let's get started i am excited to have dr philip carson with us today hey dr phil are you in mindfulness mode hey dr bruce i am absolutely in mindfulness mode uh how what other mode can i be in i'm talking to you today so yeah i'm happy to be with you today Oh, it's great to have you here. Dr. Phil Carson wants you to live a full and healthy, vibrant life. She has over 30 years experience in traditional and natural medicines, and daily mindfulness is a philosophy he lives by. Dr. Philip Carson is also host and creator of the Feeling Good podcast, where he answers health questions and discusses the latest in health and wellness. So let's start with mindfulness, Dr. Phil. What does mindfulness mean to you? Uh, Mindfulness means to me, uh, Bruce, is uh, being uh, aware of your feelings, your surroundings, and uh, being in touch with the things that are going on uh, around you uh, and uh, being able to um, handle those things and not let them. You know, one of the things I tell people a lot of times when I'm talking to people about uh, stress uh, is that uh, you've got to manage the stress and stop letting it manage you. So uh, that's uh, that's what mindfulness uh, means to me, is being in touch with your, your emotions, your feelings, and, and all the things that are going on around you. Well, thanks for that, and let's just jump right in then. How do you use your tools to manage stress? And when I say your tools, I'm talking about natural medicine and these kinds of things that you believe in. Well, as far as the uh, the medicine side of it, uh, I use what are called natural medicines, actually supplements. Uh, and there are quite a few that are available that can help us in managing uh, stress and managing uh, our emotions um, that a lot of people, you know, they go see a doctor, they get put on a, a prescription medication, uh, say an anti-anxiety drug or an antidepressant drug, where there are natural products that uh, are alternatives to those medications that don't have all the side effects that those medications have. So that's one of the things that I, uh, that I use, but also, uh, you know, teach people and tell people that they need to do things such as deep breathing exercises. Uh, they need to use meditation, uh, prayer, uh, exercise. There's all kinds of uh, things that we can do like that and physical things that can help us in 
managing the everyday stresses of life uh, and keeping our emotions in check. So what should I start with? If I were coming to you and I, were, I was filled with anxiety, you're saying deep breathing, meditation, prayer, exercise, where should I start and then how can I branch out? First, uh, I would always tell people, you know, start with those things that you can do easily on a daily basis. Uh, if you can uh, get things under control with those uh, exercises that we're talking about there, um, and incorporating those things into your daily routine, uh, then that's that, that's the way to go. Uh, okay. No need to take a drug, no need to take a supplement uh, if you can do it naturally that way. Uh, and you know, one of the things too that I uh, I talk to people about is how you start your day. And if I was talking to you today about that and you come to me with these issues and these problems, that's one of the things I would say, how do you start? Where do you start? There's always a starting place. When yes. I'm talking to somebody about their diet and their nutrition, you know, how they're eating and, and if they want to lose weight or whatever, we start with the, uh, the starting place is nutrition. What are you eating every day? What are you drinking every day? So when it comes to uh, stress and mindfulness, uh, <clears throat> you know, starting our day out, in a mode where we are uh, not jumping into the day, rushing around, trying to get this done, get that done, and get off to work in a hurry, uh, is get up in time to start your day off right with uh, meditation, with some physical exercise, uh, with reading and prayer and those kind of things. And that's the way I start my day. Uh, it used to not be that way. Uh, I was uh, killing myself with stress at one time, and I would... Uh, you know, get enough sleep, barely enough sleep uh, to function, uh, get up just in time to uh, get ready, throw on some clothes and fly out the door with a, uh, a protein bar or something in my hand, eat on the way to work. Uh, but uh, thankfully, that's changed. And uh, I um, <clears throat> started working on this a few years ago and changing that and started uh, starting my day off right. And that's the thing is starting it off right. So you, you're not uh, creating uh, a stress all around you by the way you start your day. So what does your meditation look like, Dr. Phil? In the morning, uh, I've got a, a routine pretty much uh, every morning. Uh, I'll uh, get up and rehydrate with water. Um uh, and I, that's something I teach people that you, you know, we need to be drinking more water. Most people don't drink enough. So I rehydrate my body. Mm -hmm. uh, I work out uh, and then I sit down and have a time of, uh, of meditation, uh, prayer, reading uh, before I get off uh, uh, to work and doing the things that I that I have to do every day. Uh, so is your meditation like a guided one or is it silent or do you pray to God? as part of your meditation what's it what's it like yeah it's uh, it's, it's silent yeah and I, I sit and uh, and just be quiet and uh, sometimes I sit outside and just in nature and just you know be quiet and just listen uh, to the sounds around me uh, you know I'm out in the country out in the woods and there's mm -hmm. you know birds singing uh, animals you know the the wind blowing through the trees is just you know, enjoying uh, God's creation and uh, just sitting there being being silent and sometimes uh, I will uh, pray and a lot of times when I'm uh, meditating uh, I'm being grateful at the same time 
uh, and I'm expressing my gratitude for uh, uh, for the things that I'm experiencing uh, and expressing my gratitude for the blessings that I have and that God's poured out upon me. And it's just, you know, that I think uh, uh, the gratitude and being grateful for, uh, you know, what we have is, is another uh, thing that uh, reaps great rewards as far as our uh, our emotions and, and our mental attitudes. I do too. I really believe in having... You know, making sure that being grateful is part of your life. It's a big part of my life. So you talked about exercising. Tell me what your exercise is like. What do you do? Um, well, I've, uh, right now I've got a physical trainer uh, that I work out with uh, three days uh, three days a week. Um, it's something that um, I felt like I needed to do to get in better shape. I was working out on my own, but I, you know, I wasn't pushing myself like I needed to be pushed and doing the, uh, I, I knew with a physical trainer, he would push me and work me and do more than I would make myself do. Yes. And, uh, so, but uh, on the days that I'm not working uh, out with him, uh, I'll do, um, uh, other things that he instructions that he gives me, Hey, do this on this day and do this on that day. So, and I take a day or two off every week as well. I don't work out every single day. Uh, so I do take, uh, uh, at least one day, some day, sometimes two days uh, of rest uh, where I don't uh, do any kind of training. Do you do any running or cycling? Uh, I do some running. Um, and part of my uh, workout routine with my trainer is cardio. Uh, we do some cardio, so I do some running uh, on, uh, on the treadmill, on the elliptical. Uh, but I also like to get outside and run as well. I do that as much as I can. Right, and you've probably got good weather most of the time for doing that in Mississippi, don't you? Most of the time, we do. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it's been unusual um, this uh, uh, this fall because uh, we we've been in the, up until last uh, few days we've been in the ninety degree temperatures uh, even in even into the end of October. Oh wow, that would be. It would be difficult to run in, in weather that hot, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is sometimes, yeah. Right. So do you ever do anything, any other kinds of physical activities like swimming or or I'm sure there isn't too much skiing, but some of this kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love physical activity. I, I do a lot of different things. I love hiking. Uh, I do swim. We have a pool, so I, I, I don't swim as much as uh, as I do the other things. I don't enjoy it as much as, uh, you know, the, the working out, the running, uh, and hiking in the woods. Uh, I love to go hiking every chance I get. Uh, we don't, <clears throat> we've got some mountainous areas, uh, a couple hours, uh, from us, uh, that we can, uh, go and enjoy. And that, uh, uh that's uh, something I really enjoy doing. And just, um, being out in the beauty of, of, of the mountains and, uh, uh, and all the the woods and nature, uh, just uh, you're talking about uh, places, uh, great places to relax and, and be mindful and enjoy uh, all of your surroundings. This uh, is, is, is something I love to do. Right. I'd like to go back, Dr. Phil, way back to before you became a pharmacist. What were some of your, what caused you to take the direction you chose where you wanted to help people through pharmacy? Yeah. Well, 
uh, I, I don't know, helping people is something that's always, uh, it's part of my nature. I just, uh, you know, it's something I've always uh, done. I grew up uh, that way. Um, and I had um, you know, some grandmothers, two grandmoms that uh, on each side that uh, were a uh, great influence in my life. And uh, they loved people and loved uh, being a blessing to people. And I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I learned some things from them. But it's just, uh, it's just part of who I am. Uh, so when my guidance counselor at school, when I was in, uh, in high school, said, hey, you ought to consider pharmacy. I said, well, okay, maybe I will. And I took a look at it. Uh, I saw that it uh, looked like a great profession. I said, okay, uh, I'm going to give it a try. So I did, and it's been uh, something that's been uh, truly rewarding in my life over the years. That's wonderful. And at what point did you start to focus on mindset and mindfulness and just making sure that you lived your life in the moment? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that um, uh, that happened uh, not too long ago. Okay. Um, it was uh, back in uh, 2008, 2009, uh, when if um, in the United States economy, uh, well, actually, you know, other places in the world as well, uh, everything uh, just started spiraling downward financially. Yes. And uh, a lot of people in business at that time, like I was, um, ended up um, being part of that and get caught up in uh, and all of that. And I became a casualty of the downturn in the economy and ended up losing um, everything I had except for my house. And something I never believed would ever happen to me. Uh, I had um, opened my own business up in, um, in 1999, left the pharmacy operation I had been working in and opened up my own mm-hmm. and grew that business um, and uh, never would have believed that Ten years later, uh, I would be shutting it down and losing it all. Uh, but we had built a successful business, and uh, things just started to fall apart in 2008. Uh, there was various things that began to happen, and not just the economy, but uh, uh, the big contract we had with the government we'd lost, and just uh, you know things started falling apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up uh, uh, losing everything, and I ended up going back to work in early 2010 for uh, another company. I was fortunately, I was able to get a job Mm -hmm. to be able to continue to provide for my family uh, in some way. Uh, But um, it was, um, it was a tough time. Uh, I had to do a lot of uh, hurt, soul searching. Uh, It was very, very painful emotionally. For me at that time, because uh, like I said, I had been successful. I didn't believe that would happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it happen to other people and saw other people go through it, but I just never believed it would happen to me. And so I was very uh, disappointed, uh, very hurt. And um, it was a, a, a tough, tough emotional time. So how did you deal with your anxiety? Did you, did you become depressed? How did you make it through that? I had a... a strong faith in God that helped me tremendously. Uh-huh. Um, the way I had, uh, the way I'd been raised, the way I'd been taught and, and uh, you know, uh, practicing, uh, living as a Christian for many, many years, um, had a strong faith community, strong supporter with my wife. 
she's always been a strong supporter of mine, a strong woman of faith. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a faith community that we were plugged into, that we got a lot of um, <clears throat> support and encouragement from. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm an independent type person, too. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I ended up in the place that I ended up and and lost everything in 2009 uh, was because I am so independent and a driven type person that thinks that and, and I'm a top A individual and I think you know, I'm a perfectionist and I want to do things my way and sometimes I don't allow other people to help me or, or I was not good at delegating sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, that was one of the reasons for my failure. So, uh, you know, being that type of uh, person, uh, I was trying tried to handle a lot of this pain and, and uh, disappointment on my own. But um, one of the things that I began to do, uh, Bruce, was um, uh, when I would come home at nights from this job that I had, and, and I worked a lot of long hours. I did a lot of traveling with this job. Uh, but uh, I would get home, and some nights I would you know, greet my family and spend a little time with them. And then I just had to get alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to, to get a, get away from, from everything and try to relax, try to calm myself. And I would start taking walks at night. Um, and, uh, living out in the country, like we do on a uh, country road is quiet, uh, very little traffic. So I can get out late at night and take these walks. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I called them prayer walks. So I would get out and I would I would pray and and just uh, talk to God. And and um, one of those nights when I was out walking and uh, crying out uh, uh, for help and just um, uh, you know trying to deal with that depression that I was feeling, that hurt uh, that I was feeling, um, this confession began began to come out of my mouth. Uh, I began to say. I am happy, I am healthy, I am whole. And I just kept saying that, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm whole. But yet, that's not what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was not happy, I was I was sad, I was depressed. Um, I was not healthy, I was uh, anxious and uh, physically uh, not doing well because of all the stress and the anxiety and all the working long hours. Um, and I was soul sick, uh, so to speak. Um, and um, I was definitely not whole. I was in a hole, tremendous hole, trying to dig my way out. Right. And uh, But that confession kept coming. And every night when I would take those walks, I would say that over and over. I am happy, I am healthy, I am whole. And it was like an affirmation or confession that began to, uh, to, to come forth. And um, I can tell you, uh, today, as I'm sitting here talking to you, that I am happy, I am healthy, and I am whole, more so than I've ever been in my life. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. That affirmation, so that affirmation really helped you make it through. That, along yeah. with your faith in God and getting out yeah. into nature and just just giving yourself space. Yeah, yeah. You know, just saying that over and over and believing it, even though it wasn't happening, it wasn't true at the time, I believed it would be. At some point in my life, I believed that, that it would be. And uh, a series of things have happened over the past several years 
Um, I was able to invest in another business mm-hmm. um, in 2012 uh, that um, uh, I didn't have the money to invest in that business at that time. So I invested sweat equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked uh, building this business for six months with no pay. Um, it was a, a little small pharmacy operation and the guy asked me to help him start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, that we started out with one little small operation in a warehouse, closed door, uh, mail order operation. And um, today uh, that operation uh, has uh, six locations. Really? Yep. And uh, uh, I sold most of my shares in that business last year. Okay. And um, uh, because of that, uh, I am totally financially free. I owe nobody, I owe no one anything. I paid off all the debt I had. I paid back the people that I owed. Uh, everything and more was restored to me uh, that I lost in 2009. You've really, really come full circle. You've built this up so fast. It's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I know, Dr. Phil, that you have children, and you talked about those qualities being type A and independent and not good at delegating. Do you see that in any of your children? And if you do, how do you help them to kind of see the light so that they can be a, a strong survivor? Yeah, I, I see that in in a couple of my children. Uh-huh. Um, but... Um, uh, my oldest one, uh, especially my firstborn, mm-hmm. and uh, he's uh, he's a real uh, driven person like I am, but not to the extent that I was. So, you know, he was uh, he was in college when all of this happened to us back in 2009. Right. And uh, one of the hardest things I had to do, I've got two older boys and three younger girls. Okay. Uh, but the, one of the hardest things, we kept it from the girls. We, they didn't know all this we were going through. Right. Uh, but the two boys being in college at the time, we had to sit down with them and tell them, uh-huh. "Hey, this is uh, this is what's happened." Right. And um, that was one of the hardest things they ever had to do. I bet. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. But um, you know, he's watched me. He's watched my wife and I uh, go through that struggle and learned from that. Smart kid, so he knows. Uh, and things that I've talked to him about and things that we've uh, shared uh, with him. He's, uh, he's not going to go down the same path I've gone down uh, or, or that I went down mm-hmm. uh, you know, with that. And, uh, and I'm thankful to see that. But uh, uh, him and my oldest daughter are two that have those tendencies. But uh, uh, I hope uh, based upon uh, what I'm teaching them now, and what uh, what they've learned from from my failures that they won't go down the same path yeah, for sure. And I don't think they will. And so, were they able to stay in school at the time? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were. Oh, that's great. They were. They had. Uh, fortunately, uh, my two boys were great athletes. They had sco- uh, played soccer and they had scholarships. Okay. Uh, that helped a whole lot. Right. And um, they also, my oldest one, also had some academic scholarships, uh, and. Uh, they both got jobs and worked and, and made extra money, uh, so uh, they were able to uh, you know to get through and, and do what they wanted to do college-wise. And uh, uh, my oldest son actually went on and got his master's degree, and uh, so uh, and we have no college debt. Right, that's great. 
That's yeah. great. Well, it's a very inspiring story, Dr. Phil, how you were able to maintain your strength and just move through it, even though you felt crushed at the time. You, yeah. you, you really moved through it through the power of prayer, the power of mindfulness and in your own way and and with your affirmation that you described really powerful dr phil i've worked in bullying prevention for over a decade and i've seen how mindfulness can make a huge difference in the lives of children or adults who have been bullied do you have a story about a bullying situation either with yourself or your children or someone where mindfulness would have made a difference yeah yeah well, I, I think, um, yeah, my son, my oldest son, he was in a situation in the school when he, when he was in high school. And I think, uh, you know, the way uh, we uh, raised him, where we raised all our children uh, to be mindful of other people's feelings. Yes. And, um, uh, and, and to uh, be a person that, uh, you know, stands up for somebody that's being, you know, bullied or being uh, made fun of or put down or whatever and, and yes. not to ever take part in that, uh, but to be a friend of those people. Yes. And he was in a situation where that was happening to a young guy in the classroom one day. And, uh, he, uh, he stood up for that guy and actually got physically attacked for standing up for him. Uh, so, um, you know, we've, uh, we've taught our kids to be mindful of those kind of things because, uh, that's, uh, that's something that, um, uh, that really touches me and, and, and hurts me when I see somebody being mistreated that way. Uh, and uh, so they're, they're very mindful of that, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, thanks for that story, Dr. Phil. My next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Uh, I would have to say uh, uh, my grandmother um, that I lived with a lot when I was growing up. Uh, you know, she uh, uh, she taught me uh, she taught me to pray. She taught me to read, uh, and uh, she read the Bible with me all the time. And uh, uh, she also uh, taught me to, to to relax. And by you know, one of the things we did together a lot was putting puzzles together. Right. And uh, so. Uh, she was a great influence. Right, and that's a very mindful experience. I know some of my past guests have talked about that. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Dr. Phil? Uh, it, it's, um, <clears throat> it's affected them in a, in a very positive uh, way. Uh, and just uh, like I was talking about with those, uh, with those prayer walks, or like my daily routine of, uh, of meditation, uh, it, it just calms, uh, calms me and helps me start my day off right. And it's uh, very important to me and uh, helped me tremendously. So you mentioned breathing already. Can you expand on how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, the deep breathing uh, that I do. It just is so relaxing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one of the things uh, that I do uh, and I practice myself and I tell other people to, to do this as well, is when I feel stressed uh, and then things, I feel like things are crashing in on me, I'll stand up and I'll take some deep breaths. Inhale, exhale slowly. And as I'm exhaling, I say I'm blowing this stress away. I'm blowing it away. And uh, that's uh, that's been a, a tremendous help to me. 
If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? Um, uh, it's a book that uh, I have uh, I read last year um, by author Ken Davis, okay. and it's called Fully Alive. And uh, Ken tells his own personal story in there of, uh, of a tragedy of almost losing his granddaughter uh, and uh, the, the things that he became more mindful of uh, because of that tragedy and how it changed his life. Uh, and uh, made him realize he needed to make some a lot of changes in his life, especially physically and uh, and emotionally. Uh, it's a great book, Fully Alive by Ken Davis. Thank you. Can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? Um, yeah, I use uh, Evernote, uh, and uh, Evernote uh, is a great app. I use it to keep a lot of things in Evernote, and it helps me... Uh, to keep track of, uh, uh, of things that are going on in my life and uh, keeps me from losing a lot of things that I, <laughs> that I normally would lose if I didn't put them in Evernote. Yeah, well, it's just great how you're, uh, how you're helping so many people and you now have a new business that you're working in. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, back uh, in March of this year, um, uh, a local doctor, a friend of mine, she's, uh, she's an MD that believes in natural therapies and mm-hmm. has been uh, incorporating them in her practice for years. Uh, we opened up uh, and co-founded together the Life Transformation Medical Center uh, in our area here. And it's the only clinic of its kind in this area that incorporates uh, traditional medicine with uh, uh, natural medicine and natural therapies. And uh, we have a dream of um, expanding uh, uh, the uh, providers that we have, not just me. We don't want to be just her and I. Mm -hmm. We want to open it up to uh, other providers and at some point have a facility where we have a a one-stop shop, so to speak, where people can come and get all kinds of natural uh, therapies uh, done from uh, seeing a regular MD to consulting with me on nutritional and uh, natural products, uh, have a massage therapist, a chiropractor, a psychologist, anybody that, uh, that you know, uh, wants to, to be holistically treated and, and do it in the most natural way, we want to be able to provide that for them. Wow, that's great. Dr. Phil, how can Mindful Tribe connect with you, learn more about what you do? Uh, they can um, visit my website. Uh, it's carsonnatural.com. I've got all kinds of information there about what I do and uh, services and products that we have available. Uh, also, I'll be happy to provide for your tribe uh, some free guides uh, that I have. Uh, they can go to uh, carsonnatural.com forward slash mindfulness mode. Uh, and there they'll be able to get uh, some of my free guides that I give away. I've got uh, a guide that we call uh, the seven keys to living happy, healthy, and whole. That was uh, that came out of uh, uh, the experience I had uh, years ago in those prayer walks I had at night, where that confession came forth. And then also I've got a uh, a guide that we call the seven keys to stress relief. Mm. Uh, be happy to provide those for your tribe there. That's great. That's great. Thank you. So. And just to reiterate, Carson Natural, it's C-A-R-S-O-N, and the mm-hmm. word natural.com. 
So, and then slash mindfulness mode. So that's great. Thank you very much for offering that for, to our listeners, Dr. Phil. And thank you very much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Bruce. It's been an honor to be with you today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.